I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're on Starfleet business, getting down and dirty is just the thing that has to be done. And for a long time, it's been thought that the devastation at Wharf 359 would be the worst that Starfleet would have to face. But as you're about to see, there were and there still are many enemies out there and they're all desperate to take a bite out of the mighty Starfleet. And the entries on this list depict losses in both manpower and morale. So grab some chocolate ice cream, some chocolate fudge cake. Hell, put some chocolate sprinkles on it as well because it's time to take some big L's with 12 of the biggest losses Starfleet has ever faced. Number 12 the destruction of the USS Odyssey. Whilst the USS Odyssey may only be a single ship, this attack by Jem'Hadar was the depiction of just how destructive this new enemy was going to be. I mean, it was a beautiful galaxy-class ship, the same as the Enterprise D. These ships are designed to be robust, long-lasting, and also are meant to be able to put up a decent fight as well. And it, well, quite frankly, got pasted very quickly. Now this echoed in logic depicting the broken hull of the Constitution class in the aftermath of Battle of Wolf 359, which I'll come back to later. Anyway, both of these depictions had served to let the new audience know that had Kirk been at Wolf 359, or Picard, in the Gamma Quadrant, that their experience and skill would have come to naught against this brand new foe. Number 11, the loss of Deep Space Nine. At the close of the fifth season of Star Trek DS9, things came to a head between the Federation and the Cardassian Dominion Alliance. With plenty of posturing and the eventual mining of the entrance to the wormhole, the board is set for all-out war, something Star Trek had never shown in such detail. The first battle of the war doesn't go well for the Federation either. No reinforcements are available to help defend the station, and that leaves the crew with only the Defiant and the Retaran as support vessels. A fleet of Dominion ships surrounds the station quickly and overwhelms the station's defences, leaving Sisko with only one choice. A choice that pains him, abandoned station. But before the Federation personnel, and Garrick, leave, Cisco reveals that a Federation Klingon task force used the distraction to destroy all of the shipyards on Taurus III. Whilst that victory eased the burn a little bit, the loss of Deep Space Nine was one of the first greatest losses of the Dominion War. Number 10, the Battle of Beta Z. The episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, In the Pale Moonlight, is often seen as a game changer. 
not just in this series, but in the whole franchise, because it's easily one of the darkest episodes up until this point, really until Discovery came along. Anyway, Cisco embarks on a dangerous plan to bring the Romulans into the war, based on the continued losses that the Federation are facing against the Dominion. There is a moment of doubt, however, though, where he worries if the plan has enough merit. And the Dominion answer that question for him. They invade Beta Z, one of the core worlds of the Federation. They take the 10th fleet completely by surprise, managing to secure the planet within 10 hours. While the loss of the planet alone is enough to justify a place on this list, it's also the strategic power that it gave the Dominion afterwards. After this loss, they were able to attack Vulcan, Alpha Centauri, and Andor Antella. Number nine, the Breen attack on Earth. The Breen proved themselves to be both powerful and fearful in a very short time in Star Trek. The assault on Starfleet headquarters, whilst not as devastating as the loss of Beta Z, was a strike against the morale of the Federation Alliance, one that is keenly felt throughout the Quadrant. General Martok sums up this situation perfectly. Not even a Klingon Empire had ever dared to attack Earth. And on that day, they learned something about the Breen. Number eight, Wolf 359. Although Starfleet would incur greater losses in battles that would come in the years that followed, Star Trek was utterly changed by the Battle of Wolf 359. This was Starfleet's first large-scale encounter with the Borg. This was also, of course, the assault that was led by Locutus of Borg, which would forever have a lasting effect on Captain Picard. I mean, Star Trek had spoken about war before. The original series had let the audience know of a Romulan war that had preceded the entire series. Whilst in continuity of the Cardassian border, wars had only recently finished by the time of the Borg incursion. In both of these examples, Starfleet was somewhat evenly matched with their enemies. The Borg, however, they carved their way through Starfleet on their way to Earth with a total of 39 starships and 11,000 lives lost in the fight. Savage. Number seven, the Seventh Fleet. Ira Stephen Bear, the only person I know who can make a purple goatee work, had been disappointed by the final shot of the fifth season of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It depicted an incredible alliance of Starfleet and Klingon vessels turning around, ready to face the Dominion and kick some booty. So he quickly made some decisions to change the opening of the sixth season. The first image from A Time to Stand shows a battered, battle-damaged fleet limping through space finally free of the pursuing Dominion force. The crew is beaten down with O'Brien saying he's getting very tired of having to be with the ones that are doing the running and Martok and Sisko gather in the mess hall in a very somber way and Dr. Bashir enters the room with news of the Seventh Fleet, an invasion force that was sent to the Cardassian space comprising of 112 Alliance vessels. Out of those 112 Alliance vessels, only 14 ships made it back to Federation territory. The men understand the dire nature of this news, with Cisco's anger boiling over before the end of the scene. Powerful stuff. Number six, the Second Battle of Chintoka. In the later days of the Dominion War, Star Trek Deep Space Nine went all at it when it came to depicting the horrors of war. The siege of AR-558 depicted some of the human costs of war, showing the real trauma from the trench warfare that some soldiers were forced to engage whilst trying to hold on to that Chintoka system. However, the Dominion sought and acquired a new ally, the Breen. Now, the Breen had dotted the franchise in earlier references to the next generation, and we hadn't really seen them appear. However, they first appeared in Deep Space Nine Season 4, and their ships appear in the seventh season. They had a devastating technology that basically drained all of the power from the Federation Alliance vessels, including the USS Defiant. 
with main power down and no way to re-establish it, all shields, weapons and containment fields failed to operate. The crews of every ship in the fleet were forced into escape pods, being sent home to spread fear with stories of what had happened. Number 5. The Attack on Mars this devastating attack was believed to initially be orchestrated entirely by malfunctioning synthetics. And it saw both the destruction of the surface of the planet of Mars and the Utopia Planitia shipyards, along with the deaths of 92,000 people. The attack was in fact planned by the Romulans at Vash, a highly secret faction of the Tau Shi'ar. Their sole mission was to exterminate all of synthetic life in the galaxy, no matter the cost. The fleet that was being built on Mars was designed to save the Romulan Empire from the supernova that threatened to engulf it, and the destruction of the fleet ensured that millions of Romulans died. It also led to the departure of Admiral Picard from Starfleet, which is another huge loss for a once proud organisation. Number 4. The Battle of Cardassia The final push of the Dominion War sees the Federation Alliance finally invade Cardassia, pushing for the central core of the Cardassian Union. However, despite the huge fleet of Starfleet, Klingon, Romulan and later Cardassian vessels that take on the Dominion in the orbit of the planet, there has already been a tremendous cost. The Alliance fleet loses a third of the forces they brought with them to attack the Dominion and that is a potentially fatal blow. It is in fact only because of the Cardassians switching sides in the 11th hour that they were not completely overwhelmed, though the Cardassians themselves then face a horrendous loss. The Dominion, as punishment for the Cardassians' betrayal, begin levelling cities. Before the sun sets on the last day of the war, one third of the Federation forces have been lost along with 800 million Cardassian citizens. All because Goldacut was tired of piloting a bird of prey. What a prick. Or should I say, patach. Number 3. The Klingon War 2256 to 2257 The Klingon War of 2256 to 2257 was a diverse storyline in Star Trek Discovery, as it dominated the majority of the first season. It also ensured that the optimism of Star Trek was completely missing for most of the episodes of Season 1, which they made up for in later seasons, and hopefully with Season 3. Starbase 1 is heralded as something of a last safe space in the Federation territory. Admiral Cornwall takes command of the Discovery on their return to the Prime Universe, bringing the crew up to speed along the way. The Klingons have devastated a third of Starfleet forces. The loss of Starbase 1 and the three support starships surrounding it eliminated all 80,000 people, including much of the Starfleet Admiralty. Peace comes to the Alpha Quadrant shortly after this, after Lorel holds the Klingon Empire hostage with a bomb in the centre of Kronos, but this is still one heck of a loss. Number 2. The Loss of Vulcan in the 2009 feature film, we see the loss of the home planet of one of the foundations of the Federation. Nero, a mad Romulan who comes back in time from the future to basically destroy Spock's life, and obviously all of the Vulcans living on Vulcan, uses mining equipment to drill into the planet's core, launching a deadly red matter to create a black hole. There is nothing, once this is done, that can be done to help the planet, despite the ships that are sent there by Starfleet to help them. Now, whilst the film opted for some action over some character development at this stage, the scene as the Enterprise comes out of warp to find the desolation of the Armada is a chilling moment. We see the Constitution-class ship almost colliding with the wreckage of the other vessels before quickly being overpowered by Narada. This was a cold moment in the film, one that showed the crew of the Enterprise and the rest of the Federation that Nero had a power that they couldn't even fathom until this point. Number 1. The Zindi Assault on Earth 7 million people on Earth 
dead. There's in the assault on Earth caused by false information fed to them by beings from the future becomes the single most devastating attack on Earth by an alien species in the history of Starfleet. Now, it's a complete tragedy from start to finish. The Zindi were acting for their own self-preservation, only to later discover that they were misled. The Enterprise is recalled to Earth. In the wake of this attack, they're travelling at maximum warp whilst they desperately try to find out if they've lost anyone. For Trip Tucker, the worst is confirmed. The weapon that they use cuts a path from Florida to Venezuela and his sister Elizabeth lived in one of the zones that got hit the hardest. And she died in the attack. Now, an attack on Earth is an attack on the soul of Starfleet. And Tripp's tragedy represents what many Starfleet officers had faced after this, struggling to find purpose to go on. They could be left asking themselves, what, without loved ones on Earth or even Earth itself as they remember it, what's the point? It would take a long time for Starfleet and Zindi to find common ground. And there's a lot of blood that is spilled before this can happen. Which for me, makes it one of the biggest losses Starfleet has ever faced. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.